0: Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host,
1: Dr. Doug Carriger.
0: Great to be back with you folks today. What an honor it is. Uh, to come into your airways, come into your homes come into your offices wherever it may be and and here we are uh stephanie west goes with me today how are you stephanie
1: doug i was gonna i was gonna spend some time to come up with a real cool thing yeah. but you know i'm just gonna go with i'm rejoicing in the lord
0: you know that's a first right there that's that's brought you to a new dimension so here we are rejoicing okay. in God's word in the book of <laughs> Philippians. And chapter number one, we, we just spent a, an awful lot of time uh, uh, or, or a couple podcasts, thankfully, just serving God, just trying to figure out how to rejoice, trying to figure out how to make that next step, how to get to that place we're going to be and, and, uh, and how God can help us. And, and Stephanie, we're in a book that you memorized. So when did you memorize the book of Philippians? As a, a senior in high school. So as a senior in high school, you memorized the book of Philippians. So I want to just be completely transparent with our listeners today, with those people who uh, are on listeners. list of us. I have never memorized a book of the Bible. So uh, if you feel bad about not memorizing a book of the Bible, uh, I'm with you, my friends. But I've memorized some verses and uh, <laughs> I guess I'm just not smart enough to do that whole book thing. Or oh, that's I, I'm not, not true. I'm not sure, but I, and as a senior in high school, I, I certainly wasn't memorized in the book of Philippians, and I wish I had been. Uh, I wasn't saved back then. Um, But anyhow, uh, here we are, and this guy's a prisoner, Stephanie. Uh, The apostle Paul is being inspired to write the word of God as he's handcuffed and shackled to somebody, as he's under Caesar's control. And as I mentioned earlier in a podcast is, you know, how else would the apostle Paul, how else would he get to the point where he could sit there and witness to Caesar's guards other than to be in Caesar's prison, yeah. to be in his court, yeah. to be. I mean, God has a way of taking those things we're going through and opening up doors that are just magnificent, that are that are yeah. just doors we could never see opened in our life. And and and, and I believe yeah. that's what's going on in the next few verses. We wanna talk about a few verses today. We wanna to start in verse number 19 of the uh, first chapter of the book of Philippians. I know that this shall turn to my salvation, through your prayer and supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. And just starting right there in verse number 19, Stephanie, we look at that and and Paul's saying, you know what, this is going to turn out all right. And uh, through your prayer, through the supply of that, and and, uh, uh, I mean, there's, you know, isn't that the best thing you can say to somebody who's in their worst place, who's in prison, who's shackled, who's in a bad place?
1: Yeah, and I think it's amazing because we see in this verse the power of prayer. Yeah. He didn't just say, I know that this shall turn to my salvation. He says that that through your prayer is powerful. And um, I mean, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that people praying for, for my children and praying for me is one of the reasons, one of the greatest reasons we are where we are today is because people, you know, I could very much say this, that I know that God's God has brought us to where he's brought us because of people's prayer and the supply of his spirit. Um, You know, there's power in prayer that we discount. And when you pray for someone, when God lays someone on your heart and you take them before the throne of grace when they're in a time of need, God works. Yeah. And... Don't ever, we as God's people, have so lost what God will do through the prayers of his people. That's that's how he works. Yeah. And so I think that's a powerful, that, that three-word, you know, that three-word a prepositional phrase there, I think is just powerful where it says, through your prayer.
0: Through your prayer and, and the supply out. of the Spirit of Christ. Yeah. And have you felt, have you, I mean, can you point to a time in your life where, You were just ready to just lay down and give up and and you could feel something bigger than you working?
1: Yes. Well, the day Charles was killed, um, obviously no one knew that Charles had been shot and killed um, for the first hour, hour and a half after he was shot. Um, But once word got out, started getting out. I remember there being, I mean, not that God wasn't still very real and very much there, but I remember having this peace come over me that I couldn't explain. And I remember thinking, I know people are praying. And I remember clearly thinking that as we sat outside the hospital waiting for the final verdict on Charles and knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt people were praying because there was a peace. I was done. My adrenaline level was um, being very well spent, and the Lord was so real in those moments. And I mean, we—I lived that that phrase of through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. And I truly believe that as we went into the, those next few days of evacuation and all yeah. of that, people pray, people's prayers were our life support. Truly,
0: were our life support. So how how hard was it uh, to get out of the area? You so so just to catch people up who are listening right now and talking about prayer and and how this helped Stephanie. So so Charles was sent to heaven. You finally you were at the hospital overnight. You get back to your children. Now how hard was it to get from the point where you guys tell your children what's going on? You got to evacuate. Give us a time frame and how hard that was personally on you.
1: Well, we um by the time we got home to the children um the day after Charles was killed, October thirty first, we returned home um mid late afternoon. And um we knew we were on a very short time frame that we had to get out of the village. And um I believe we had about an hour and a half total between, you know, when we got home to tell the kids and then say, um, I remember saying, you know, grab your backpacks, grab your most, you know, special things we've got to go. And then just going into the mode of throwing things into, into suitcases, into foot lockers. Um, but I'm not even sure it was an hour and a half. It maybe was an hour. I know it went by, um, I think it was an hour actually, because when we've gone back and done the timetable, we had about an hour because of different factors. It was a very short time um, that we were left with. And um, so, yeah, it was a very fast-moving.
0: Yeah. And so then, and, and so you literally, so at this point, the world's praying for you. I mean, this is the point where I'm finding, you uh, you know, I'm following uh, the Facebook post, not from you, uh, but from the Sinclairs. And, and, and as I'm going through it, as I'm seeing what Ben's writing, and I'm, I stopped whatever I was doing, and uh, uh, I prayed. And so, you know, perhaps a thousand people were praying uh, from that moment. Now, how many days did it take from the time you loaded in that bus or that van there and had to get out of the enemy territory to where you got on an airplane and took off to Paris? How many days was that, Stephanie?
1: We we flew into, back into the States on November 4th. So November 3rd, we flew. So we had like four days between it, from evacuation to when we flew out.
0: Folks, you want to talk um, about Cameron. prayer. Yeah, and the Word of God. I, I mean, at this point, uh, your name was just, uh, it was everywhere. I mean, the churches I was attending were were praying for you, Um, you know, the churches, I I don't just, folks, I should uh, stop that and say the churches I was preaching in, so just don't you think, I don't want you thinking that I'm here, there, and everywhere, but everywhere I went, people were praying for you in that prayer, and I I think, you know, looking at this from a perspective of Paul, here's Paul, and, and he's saying that, listen, you know, I'm in jail, I'm handcuffed, I'm shackled, but it's almost like he can feel the Holy Spirit of God. It's almost like, you know, there's something going on here that's bigger than this. It's, and, you know, I can, Stephanie and I, I should caveat, sometimes when I uh, I speak slower than I think, and uh, that's what happens when you're not a real bright person. But anyway, oh. here I am. And so Stephanie and I have been talking for about three months now that we're going to go through the book of Job. One of these days during our podcast, because there's so many there's so many lines that can be drawn that you can hook A and B together. What you guys are going through, what Job went through, how Job handled things, how we're supposed to handle things, how uh, those type of thing. And Stephanie's probably got a lot of that committed to memory as well. And you always do a podcast with someone who knows more of the Bible than you know. And that's one of the rules you should follow right there. But, uh, uh, you know, he trusted. It's all right. He trusted. He trusted in the Holy Spirit of God to get him through. And, uh, uh, you know, one of the toughest things, I think, that... You know what people say sometimes, Stephanie? I know you heard this a hundred times. and Those ladies and gentlemen who are listening to us today, they just say something like, everything's going to be all right. You know, that's so vague, and, and, and that's really an unsatisfactory statement sometimes. You know, here you are... In Stephanie's case, here she is with, uh, you know, her husband, her only, the love of her life uh, and uh, the father of her eight children. And uh, uh, I mean, I, I guess we're sitting here with what Paul's doing and keeping that good attitude and all that thing. What's the best thing someone can say to someone who's going through a tragedy, to somebody who's going through their stressor, to somebody who's living in the wrong place, to somebody who's at the bottom of the ditch? What, what do they say? What can we say, Stephanie? What's the best
1: thing? I think assuring someone that you're praying for them is the greatest gift you can give. Yeah. And, and, you know, a person can tell if you just say that if you're actually praying. Um, There's very much a spirit of conveyance there between somebody saying, hey, I'm praying for you and someone who is really praying for you saying, I'm praying for you. And I truly believe um, after everything we've been through, that when you you know if you get the opportunity to talk to someone sharing that you know yeah just you know you don't there doesn't have to be a lot of words but saying i'm praying for you i'm lifting you up yeah and that's powerful
0: it is powerful and it's and i think that's what And I think that's exactly where we wanted to go with this, Stephanie, with this, with this verse. And I think as we looked at that and as we as we looked at verse number 19 and, you know, through your prayer, the supply of it and, you know, it makes it gets you there and and, and folks. So I think, you know, pray a lot. Pray for other people. You have no idea what your prayers do. And I Mm -hmm. I constantly tell people years ago, I read a book on prayer when I first accepted Christ about a quarter of a century ago it's it's it's, uh, it's awesome how god does that so quickly i i think i accepted i accepted the lord in october of 93 Isn't that in that fast okay. all time goes by and so quickly, isn't it weird? But I, I think to myself, I remember one of the first books I read and, and this man said, you know, not only does prayer go up in fellowship with God, not only does, as Paul's saying here, not only does this go up with fellowship to God, not only does this make my walk with God better, but it goes out to the world in good works. It goes out to those people you're praying for, it changes your countenance. It, it changes the way you look, it changes the way you feel. And and that, now we're over here and we're in verse number 20 and it says, according to my earnest expectation, in my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed but that with all boldness as always so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body whether it be by life or by death so you look at that Stephanie and you know where you know where Paul's at here he's at I'm going to make a difference that's where Paul's at. Paul's like, I'm going to make a difference. It doesn't matter whether it be in life or death. I'm going to make a difference. So how do we get to that point? Where where are we? Where are we at? How can we do that where we make a difference?
1: Well, I think we go back to Romans 12. Yeah. And if we've come to the Lord, as a, you know, presented ourselves to him as a living sacrifice and are letting him transform us into the image of his son, the next step will be saying, you know, that I'm gonna glorify him. I want him to be magnified. And um, you know, I think this Charles absolutely loved loved these two verses. Yeah. No. And when we reach that point, I think of Jim Elliott and so many others that this was their heart cry. That they don't want to stand you know we, if we don't want to stand ashamed, it becomes that point of being a living sacrifice, then yeah. our heart's desire will be to stand unashamed before our Savior. And yeah. our ultimate goal will not be our image. It won't be how much money we have. It won't be a, th- a list of a thousand things that could be in this world. It yeah. will be that Christ is magnified in and through us.
0: Now, and, and what does that word magnify? What does that mean to you?
1: It means made so big, everything else is dust in comparison.
0: Yeah, it's, that's right. It's, it's, I think you're hitting that right there. It's the magnification process that all who see you uh, know. Man, there's a magnifying glass that that God is doing. It magnifies your life. It's so big. It's so important to you. And going back to what Stephanie just said and giving her a second, because I know there's a little bit of water going on there. And Stephanie, I'm sorry about that. These are real tough scriptures for Stephanie and really for a lot of us. And and uh, and I'm not picking on her. I'm actually giving her a break here so she can catch her breath here for a second, but you know what she was talking about there in Romans chapter twelve, I I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And and so what Stephanie was just saying and what made so much sense to me right here is in order for all this to happen, it starts with that sacrifice, that, that living sacrifice that's holy and acceptable unto God. It starts when the world comes dim, Stephanie, when, it, when the world starts yeah. dimming down and God gets magnified. And, and I think you are absolutely correct with your hermeneutics there. And if you look at verse 2, and it says, And be not conformed to this world in Romans twelve two. Uh, But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. So, friends, let me tell you this today. And and right here, this is so significant. Uh, The biggest problem that all of us have walking on this earth is it's a sin filled earth. We have a sin nature. And, and, and you know what? The apostles talking to the church there at Rome in the book of Romans. And, and and he goes on and he's saying, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. This isn't something you can do on your own, Stephanie. This isn't something yeah. that we can automatically flip a switch to. It's by the mercies of God uh, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So, so friends, let, let's put this into perspective for you right now, 2020, for you on this Thursday, for you listen to this podcast wherever you're at you got a job and it begins with you got to give yourself holy and acceptable it begins with God I don't know how to do this but I'm all in God I I need your help I'm I'm willing to put the things of this world aside I, I I'm willing to look at life differently I'm willing to go to a place that I've never been before because I want to magnify you uh, through my life, through my actions, through those things, I, I want it to be different because I love you, God, and that's where it begins. And and I think Stephanie, it even says, "and be not conformed to this world." And you know, what's the danger of conforming to the world, Stephanie?
1: The more we choose to conform to this world and this world's mindset, yeah, the more we are giving place to the devil, and the more we give place to the devil, the less we can shine.
0: Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, so often, so often, you know, I, I know so many brethren, Stephanie, and, I, and I'm not just saying this to, uh, you know, to fire anybody up, to make people feel bad, feel good, indifferent, whatever the case may be. But I know so many people, so many people that are trying to live two lives, serve two masters.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, yeah. And friends, can I tell you, you just can't do that. It's never going to work. I've been there, I've tried. Yeah. You're gonna be the most miserable person alive. And I, I told, I've told i told you this, I think on another podcast and Stephanie and I have talked through where I said the most miserable people on earth are not the unsaved. The most miserable people on earth are those people who've accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and savior. And uh, yet, yet they're trying to live in the world and they're outside of God's will. Yeah. And that brings yeah. with you friends of misery that's unexplainable. That uh, that brings with yeah. you a misery that you know. Maybe that's why there's so much strife, Stephanie. Maybe that's why yeah. there's so much contention and envy. Well, I was,
1: yeah, yeah. I was going to actually say that because you will be. We either find fulfillment, Christ like fu- Christ filled fulfillment will come and surrender to to Him. Flesh fulfillment will come in the counterfeit which is instead of surrender it's control and i'm convinced the reason we deal with so much strife between people is because instead of being filled with surrender to christ which is really what brings fulfillment christians are accepting the counterfeit for that peace, which is controlling other people which will lead to strife and it will lead to contention and confusion and hence Satan gets ground and then we have snares of the devil that come into play and the counterfeit of this of Satan to, to a life of surrender to Christ is scary and I think there's unfortunately a lot of Christians that have fallen into that snare Ooh. for the fear of man for whatever the case is but I do believe that control is the counterfeit for surrender.
0: And folks, right there, I think that's where we end today's podcast on this Thursday. Um, you know, when I, when I joined the Army, and uh, I had to raise my right hand and swear in to do some things that weren't necessarily within my culture, uh, to do some things that weren't necessarily uh, who I was. Uh, I knew that well, I knew what I was signing up for. I didn't go in there blind. It, it wasn't just about college money. It just it wasn't about wearing a cool uniform. It just wasn't about wearing nice clothes or nothing like that. I mean, it was real. But I said, you know what I said, Stephanie? I said, you know what? My country means enough to me where I'm going to be all in. And uh, I'm going to do whatever it takes to do a good job as a soldier in the United States Army. And you know what, folks? You know what's bigger than that? doing whatever it takes to be a soldier for God. Man, the rewards yeah. are completely different, but it does, it takes, a, it takes a surrender. I had to raise that right hand for the army and friends, I had to tell you what, I had to raise my heart for God. I had to give it all to God and say, you know what, Lord, this is all yours. You can have me mm-hmm. and uh, I want to serve God with more vigor than I ever did in the army. And you know, we're all at the yeah. same rank. So, you, you know, I'm not getting awards. I'm not getting promotions. I, I'm not getting more pay. I'm not getting good assignments. It's so much better than that. I get to serve God. So friends, it's all about today. Get off those couches. Get off those chairs. Get on with your life and trust God. And as the Apostle Paul said, trust in the prayer, trust in it. And you don't want to miss tomorrow's podcast. What an opportunity it was to be with you today. And tomorrow we're going into some verses that actually touched Stephanie's life so much that she wrote a book entitled To Die Is Gain. Uh, find an abundant life in death. and death. And so you don't want to miss tomorrow's podcast. But listen, we love you, folks. Would Do us a favor. Stop by our Facebook page and Helpful Wounded Spirits. Stop in and say hello and let us know if there's anything we can do for you. Send us a PM message. We'd love to take a few minutes at some point and just, uh, uh, just be able to maybe get a counselor out to you, maybe get to talk to you personally. But we sure do love you, folks. May God bless you. Thank you so much for being with us today. We look forward to talking with you real soon. Thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources and to help continue this podcast, visit us at
1: WoundedSpirits.com.